Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. No, I am not your host, Annie F. Downs. I am producer Chad, and our friend Annie still has the flu and has no voice, which, uh, producer tip, not a great way to run a podcast. Just saying. Anyways, I get to welcome you today. So welcome. The music in the background, it's from our good friend, Torin Wells. His new album, Citizen of Heaven, is available for pre-order now. So go ahead and get in line for your copy. As you probably saw on Annie's social media before the flu took her out, everyone around here is getting ready for the Love Better Tour, coming up February 26th to March 8th. So today on the show, Annie invited her Love Better Tour mates, Jonathan Pacluda and Mike Grayson and Cheryl Stark from Crosspoint Music, to sit down together for the first time ever in the same place and talk about the tour, what it means to really love better, and what it looks like to stay healthy, even on the road. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Okay, wait. So you went on tour with Tadashi, Mike. So I did a tour. Um, this was really kind of before Lecrae, like the whole Reach Records thing right. was a thing. Yeah. But it was Lecrae, Tadashi, Show Baraka, like kind of like that whole camp. And yeah. then Mike's chair. And then Mike's chair. It was like this kind of like <laughs> rock hip hop thing at the time. But dude, I'll tell you what, it is probably one of my favorite tours I ever did. They're great I mean, guys. just the, the spiritual intensity of those guys in that camp. And I mean, Tadashi is just such a great What are we going to have to do for you to say this is the best tour you've ever been on? Yeah. Because um, we need that. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I watched on the plane coming here yesterday that um, movie. It's called Breakthrough, I think. The kid falls through the ice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ray has a cameo in there. Yes. He does. Oh. Yeah, he's he's at the doing the church service. Yeah. What did you think of the pastor. movie? I, I didn't finish it because uh-huh. Nashville's not a long trip, but what I saw was really good. Yeah, I watched it. Toby Maguire. Okay, I need you to talk about this. Have y'all seen this movie? Cheryl, have you seen it? Breakthrough. Yeah. No. I want you to talk about that character that Toby Maguire plays. As a evangelical pastor, yeah, do you feel like he was a was a tr- not a good representation, but yeah. a true representation of no, a pastor? I thought, no, I think he was a parody. Yeah, I think he parodied too hard. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was too far. I yeah. thought uh, he he doesn't really. He's watched videos of yeah. those guys. He he doesn't know them. Yeah, wow. no, it was it was definitely a parody. Yeah, I thought so. He too. was like, "All right, guys, I'm here. I want to talk about the Bachelor." Who here watches The Bachelor? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, was just a little sermon. too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Okay, so we're going on the road. Let's Woo! go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, people know JP and Mike because they've been on the show, but we'll say it again. Great. Cheryl, you're the new one to What's the show. Up? What's up? So let's start with you. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you're doing on the tour. Tell us about yourself. All right. Well, everybody loves an underdog. So if right. you know JP and Mike, <laughs> come on, let's be let's be family. Cheryl, Mike, and I had to start with our biggest sin struggle. So go right. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I just had a baby. No, I seriously did. Um, guys, my name is Cheryl Stark. Hey, from Mississippi. Um, but uh, I will be leading worship on the Love Better tour with Mike Grayson um, as part of being a part of Crosspoint Music. Yeah. So we're excited. Okay, Mike Grayson, who are you? Um, I am Mike Grayson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cheryl and I lead together at Crosspoint Church here in Nashville. Um, we've got kind of locations all over Middle Tennessee, but um, yeah, write songs um, for our church and for other churches here um, and around the country. And yeah, I traveled for a long time with a band called Mike's Chair, and now I'm full time church world and and honestly loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you, JP? 
It's your boy JP. So I'm most known as the president of the NEF Downs fan club. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. I mean, that is my claim to fame. I'm my own president, so yeah. you get it. So I've been, I've been in Dallas uh, for 12 years leading a ministry there called The Porch at a church called Watermark. Cool. And recently, our family moved to Waco, Texas to lead a church called Harris Creek. And so that's been a big shift, but love uh, ministering to millennials uh, for the past over a decade and now love leading a church. And it's such oh. a blessing to be here with you guys. JP and I recorded about a year ago. He was on the show in his book, Welcome to Adulting, came out. we had never met. Yeah. We just had mutual friends and we weren't in person. We were over Skype yeah. or Zencaster or something. And he says, well, I'm actually going to say something here nobody knows yet. I'm leaving Dallas. And yeah. I was like, are you, Whoa. you're going to say that on my show? Yeah. <laughs> Announced like, it on JP, the... <laughs> everybody knows you for the porch. That sounds Don't fun. Don't do that on podcast. this show. <laughs> yeah. We don't have hot takes here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yo, you know what? I, I know, like, I don't really know Watermark very well, but I, isn't, don't you guys have like some lagoon Outside of the church, that <laughs> people get, like, I've never bat- heard it called baptized a lagoon. In. But yeah, people get a, baptized oh. in a lagoon. Y'all, it is Watermark? literally when I, <laughs> I've shown this photo to multiple people at our church. I'm like, yo, how do we get a lagoon outside yeah. where we can walk <laughs> people down and what's, like baptize them? What's Ooh. crazy is Harris Creek. So they built a building before I got there, and Which it has something really similar. Yeah, in Waco, <gasps> it has a lagoon a, too. A similar lagoon, and you walk into the auditorium, and it feels very similar. No. And it wasn't even modeled Weird. after it, so. It was, now it be was like honest. Bizarre. Have you ever just like gone swimming in the lagoon? Oh, it's. I, I was interviewing a guy once, and because culture is so important there, yeah, he was very buttoned up. He's very bright, smart, knew the scriptures, was going to be a great pastor, except for he just seemed a little stuffy. Yeah, and I just said, hey, I'm I'm thinking about offering you the job, but I need, but but for you to get this job, I need you to go and swim a lap in the. <laughs> In the ba- lagoon. In lagoon. the baptistry. Oh, y'all uh, call it the baptistry. No, we don't. Now you're going to call it the no, baptism lagoon. The, the baptism pond is what we call okay, it. Okay, okay. I need you to go swim a lap, uh, but you can't. he was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll change. I was like, no, dude, we're not, you're not going to change. Like, <gasps> and so he jumps in. You, you made, made him, him do, do it. it. Of course I did. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yes. And he has an amazing career because of that I was about to say, did he get the job? Yeah. Wow. If that was at our church... We yeah. The problem is we find be a way to heat it. By it. Oh, oh yeah, find a way to heat it. we'd have a hot pool. It would be a hot pool, a <laughs> yeah. hot lagoon. Oh, yeah, man. Last story on this. <laughs> no, don't okay, keep story. going. So uh, we we do these Christmas parties, and you bid on things. And one of the things you, it was like a it's a long story. I'm going to shorten it. You one of the things you could bid was you had to swim uh, the baptism pond for 52 weeks. <gasps> so what? like once and, a week you got to swim and 11 people. Did that? No. So it was Ocean's Eleven. We called them. Oh, that's amazing! And they would swim for eleven straight weeks. So January, February. I mean, so I said eleven straight weeks. Fifty-two straight weeks. <laughs> wow. Eleven people swam in the in the baptism pond. That's incredible. Wow, it's It's like getting baptized fifty-two times. Did they have to go? Like, hey, I'm checking in for my swim. Absolutely. If they traveled. Uh, they had to do a video wherever they were of swimming, and so one person uh, <gasps> traveled to I think it was Alaska. That was really unfortunate. Oh, yeah, that'd be very cold. <laughs> Why did they have to do that? What was the what was the reason? It was like to bid on a prize. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, got it, got it. Man, that seems like a lot. We're not work. playing games there, man. Yeah. It's like <laughs> fraternity hazing. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a yikes. Um, you said something interesting that I would love for us to talk about. Um, for people listening, we are 
recording this a little bit before this releases in January. So y'all are all kind of getting to know each other, even though I'm pretty good friends with all three of you. Um, One thing you said, JP, I think is really interesting is you talked about when you were talking about culture. When I think about us going on the road together, it matters to me that we kind of talk about like, what do we want it to feel like for us everywhere we go? When you think about the Love Better tour and you think about like a Thursday at 5 p.m. before anybody gets there in the auditorium, what are what are we wanting it to feel like for us that will translate to the people? I mean, I think we have to set the pace, right, with each other. And so mm-hmm. What does that mean? If I'm if I'm out there, you know, telling if I'm if I'm giving a talk on purity as an example, right? Um I I I want to do that out of my own healing. Um, out of out of what God has taught me, mm. if I'm giving a talk on marriage, I want to make sure that that my relationship with my wife matches the things that I'm asking other people to do from the scriptures. And so, if the four of us are traveling the country telling people how to love better, I think it's going to be really important that just that we're having fun mm-hmm. on that tour bus, mm-hmm. that that we're caring for one another, and um, and and loving each other well. Yeah. Mm. What do you yeah. think, Cheryl? Well, I, I'm a big, um, I love just being a part of a family. So a family of friends, family of God, family, family, family. Because you sang that song Family earlier. of God. Yeah, what is that? I don't, all the, all the Baptists <laughs> are singing along with you, but I don't know that. Methodist, Listen, we didn't have that piece. This girl was raised in a Baptist church where the family of God was definitely sung on an old piano uh-huh. and an old lady leading it from the front of the right. room. Right. But um, no, I think, I, I imagine us right before everyone gets there and in, I, I, our cups need to be filled, and I know that's mm. probably not a great uh, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. But I love the I'm thought that we're overflowing out of a place of like, man, I love these people. Yeah, I'm so grateful to God for what He's doing. Um, I think that Thanksgiving precedes miracles. So if we're already okay, fa- okay, okay, <laughs> but if we're thankful for what God is doing and what He's what He's going to do before He does it, I think we'll just we'll, we will kind of dance around and enjoy a little bit more mm-hmm. and it will be more comfortable but it's because of the presence of God it's not anything we've mustered up yeah um and i just i love that feeling it brings me great joy yeah. to feel loved by the people that i'm with to feel like i'm truly myself because i've been on some yeah. tours too where you're like do they like me am i yeah accepted? that's what i was going to ask you is what can we do to what is it going to what what makes you feel loved? Oh man um what makes this girl feel loved we is we like you Cheryl. kind of yeah i guess when people laugh Okay. At me. <laughs> Is that bad? I know some people hate being laughed at, but being laughed at and, and or laughed with yeah. makes me feel like, okay, because I, I think the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when there's joy abounding where I am, I feel more confident to be myself. I feel yeah. more comfortable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think when I can just feel respected for who I am, I'm able to even be myself a little more, yeah. just you a little what, more less buttoned up. You know what I really appreciate about you having just met you today? Is that there is depth and humor, mm-hmm. and so like I hear a lot of scriptures coming out in, yeah. in what you're sharing, but there's, but it's always fun, and and yeah. so yeah. I appreciate that. About I feel you. loved so yeah, loved by that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna Mike, cry. You've toured a bunch. Yeah. Uh, when you think about this piece of like, how do we make sure we are who we need to be so that we're doing that publicly? How when things go sideways, when someone has a bad day, when bad day, when something <laughs> goes wrong at home, and we're still on a bus together. What's it look like then? What's level two of taking care of each other and being healthy when we're out together for a couple of weeks, for sure, if not more in the future? Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's both on and off stage that it's not a performance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That we aren't performing for each other, Mm -hmm. that we're not performing for people, 
that we were literally able to, and especially, I mean, when I think about being in a bus full of sevens, you know, <laughs> yeah, like for me, lying. there's going to be a moment of like, Jackpot. hey, maybe I'm not as fun right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like the, yeah. uh, it's, it's being comfortable with, with like being who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and that's, that's good and bad. But at the same time, I think it's, I love what you said. It's if we aren't doing with each other what we're calling people into each night, mm-hmm. then the whole thing is missing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I do. I think it's, it's, it's putting in some of the work. Yeah, you know, so that we can actually um, communicate from an authentic spot. Yeah. When I got to talk to Compassion about dreaming this up. And I got to think through who do I want to go on the road with for two weeks, if not, and hopefully more in the future. But I, I want to tell each of you why, why you're the right person. And so, JP, you're the right person to be there with us because I super trust your secret life with God. Hmm. And and I see it play out publicly. But um, also, bes- the top layer of all three of y'all is you're so fun. Hmm. And fun was a like, if they're not, if they're the best <laughs> teacher ever, but they're not fun, or the best worship leader ever, but they're not going to be a cool hang, sorry. Bah. So y'all are top level cool hangs. <laughs> See, and Mike, I thought y'all fun. would like each other. You're yeah, you're fun. Um, but your secret life that plays out in your public life, I think that is something, I think I, there's something I want from each of you. Mm-hmm. And so I want to live with you for two weeks to mm-hmm. get that for myself. Mm-hmm. So I would love that. Thank Cheryl, you, you are... Super anointed in mm-hmm. worship, mm-hmm. and you and when you lead, when you lead, you invite people, but you're going to go either way. Yeah, and I just think that is such and that is such a unique way to lead people. Your leadership is one of a kind of where you go. Like I know exactly where Holy Spirit is leading, and I'm going to go and I'm going to do everything I can to take you with me. But you going doesn't determine my, where I go. Come on, and I think Woo. that's really good leadership. Powerful. Thanks, Amy. Um, and Mike, you're just fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Mike, I wanted you to go with us when I thought about the worship team and what what it would mean. I think what you can deposit in churches mm. and what we can leave behind. Something Pastor Kevin says to us a lot when we go out on the road, I'm sure he said it to you, Mike and Cheryl as well, is he says, drop something off and pick something up. Yeah. And um, and so be a freight train yeah. for revival. And I just think you have the ability to not only lead the people as we're singing, but to like even you being in those church buildings is going to deposit something. Hmm. So I just think, man, what a gift. And and what I want to learn from you is how do I change a space just by being in it? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you change a space just by being in it. Yeah. And so that is, I'm stoked about that. I want to mm-hmm. learn that from you. Um, so that's why y'all three are the right three for us to do this. And I think Ooh. it is going to be super fun yeah. as yes. well. well. You're going to be there, so it's going to be fun. Andy. Yeah, I'm going to kick up the fun. I don't know about about much more to offer, but I'm going to kick up the fun. No, that's not true. We all have a lot to offer. <laughs> um, okay, so when I was thinking about it, I thought what people talk to me the most about and what they want to know the most about in my life is relationships. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean to y'all if we we're going out there and talking about loving God, loving other people, and loving yourself better. Talk about other people first, JP. What does it look like to love other people well? And why do we need to do this? Why don't? Why isn't it easy just to love other people? I just think there's a there's a natural drift to isolate in the world today, especially with the invention of technology and uh, everybody's just kind of moving at this faster pace and all of the information that's coming to us all the time. And one, first of all, the Lord commands us 
of mm. it, that we're to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. But God doesn't ask us to do anything that's not good for us because he's a oh, loving father. Right. He, he, he knows that that's how we're going to experience the most abundant life is by loving others better. And so he asks us to do that because he knows it's going to give us life. And then, and then lastly, I would just say to love others better, we need to know them, take an interest in them. I try to be a student of whoever I'm in front of. Oh, you know, I want, I want to be a student. I want to learn. You can learn from everybody, yeah. every yeah. breathing person, every human being you can learn from. And so when you're with somebody, uh, seek to understand how they're wired, yeah. um, you know, what their gifts are, what their talents are, what purpose God created them for, what are the yeah. good works which he prepared in advance for them to walk in. And in taking that interest, I think people feel loved, and I think we experience more life. In yeah, that's good. Cheryl, yeah. you are, you've been married for seven years. Yes. And you just have a tiny brand new Judah. Yes. A new son. Tell me what it looks like uh, for people to love you well. How have you experienced others loving you differently with a kid than you did before? Wow. Um, I really believe that we all just want to be fully known and fully loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it might seem cliche, but um, I mean, JP, you talk about we're living in a generation of isolation, but the crazy thing is, is people want to be seen and they want to be loved for who they are. Um, And in this season for me, I think um, I've had to take on a huge amount of responsibility, show that, you know, I'm the baby of my family. So Mm -hmm. I think, and my dad passed away when I was really young. So I grew up with older sisters and a mom who felt like it felt like I had three moms growing up. Sure. So I've kind of had to step into this role of I can do this and I'm responsible and I'm capable and I'm able to do this and um, to see people respect how I've been able to mother, how I've been able to be a wife to my husband in this season. I feel like an adult, which is, you know, yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I don't ever, I don't know if you ever feel like you're prepared to, to, to I'm ready. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. But it's through the affirmations of friends, through the reaching out of family, um, through the church that people have really showed up for me and for my husband and for my family, bringing food, hey, saying, hey, whatever you need. If you need a nap, listen, when somebody offers you mm-hmm. 30 minutes to take a Let's nap, go. that is a blessing from the Lord. Right. So um, I think just being seen, um, but I I do feel like it's important to kind of put yourself out there going, hey, I do need help. Mm. There's a lot of power in saying I can't do this alone mm-hmm. um, because I think we it takes a village, right? Yeah. So when I say, hey, can you come over for an hour because I need a nap or would you mind grabbing lunch? Um, it really does allow me to feel um, vulnerable. And so the person that is coming into that with me can help me feel loved. Mm-hmm. And then there's a deeper connection that grows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Welcome to adulting, Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah. Also, his book title. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like a good book. Oh, gosh, it is. It's think a about real that. thing. I will read it when we go on tour. Okay. Yeah, there okay. you go. Um, Mike, I, listening to Cheryl, I thought, man, there have got to be people listening who don't feel loved by people hmm. and, and think, well, I'm not going to go to this event because. I don't have anybody yeah. who loves me, or I don't know that I'm good at loving people. Yeah. What would you say to that person who thinks, I don't know that I'm loved? Wow. I mean, I would say then y- you definitely need to be there. I mean, one right, of the things that on, we talked brave. about is, you know, there is there is power in connection. And sometimes that's not even spoken. You know what I mean? The fact that we're going to get together and worship, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, it's just... Yeah. just Looking around the room and realizing, okay, I'm not in this alone. 
whether you know somebody or not, like there is power in that. And yeah. it's like the fact that we are so isolated, I feel like it's even more powerful when you take that step, like to be with people. Mm-hmm. It it is, it's, it's um it's getting harder and harder to be vulnerable. And I think when you when you step out, I don't know, I just think God honors it. Yeah. You know, and I think if you are in that spot and you are and you have a desire for it, just making the step to show up, God's going to be faithful and meet you in it, yeah. you know? So I, I I really do. And I think that's something that we're praying for leading up to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't a concert. This isn't a night to meet awesome authors and speakers. You know what I mean? Like our prayer is that this is so much more mm-hmm. and that we all walk away from this experience actually feeling seen and known yeah. and yeah. loved and you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just it's there is word. something to stepping out in faith and yeah. trusting that God's going to meet you yeah that's a great word I mean if if only if the only people that are there are people who would say hey I want to know that I'm loved mm-hmm. I'd say God fill the auditorium fill the places the churches wherever we are yes. with those people yeah. yes right wouldn't it be awesome if somebody came to know Jesus through what we did yeah like if we could be a part of that yeah if one person throughout all of the cities we go to then that was kingdom work but here's what I know is going to happen is is everyone there is going to know Jesus better yeah and that's because because they're going to be around you guys and I think mm. that's awesome yeah. you too JP one thing that the four of us have talked about off microphone that is one of my biggest prayers is that every person we encounter and everyone on our bus is healthier after the tour than they were before Mm, in every way. And so I just think if I could spend my life doing one thing, it's helping people get healthier spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Like, let's just talk about what that looks like. Um, JP, you said something earlier before we were in here about you ha- to love someone, you have to know them. Mm-hmm. Will you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that matters. That that sparked in me a thought about loving ourselves mm-hmm. and and loving God. Will you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I would, your Tozer said the most important thing about a person is what comes to their mind when they, th- when they think about God. And uh, I think so t- for us to love God... We need to know God, and so to as we begin to know God and understand His character, our heart moves towards Him. And I think He baked that into creation so that when we know someone more, we begin to love them. I'll tell you something kind of crazy. The, yeah. There was a couple that moved with us to Waco. Oh, really? So, yeah, family went with us. And it's a family that we met 15 years ago because we were placed in small group together. And for five years, I didn't like them. <laughs> because, oh, wow. Five we were, years? That we is were, no short ooh, amount we of time. So, because we were so different. I mean, right. we couldn't have been more different. I mean, just completely our interests were different. The way we spent our time were different. The way our minds work is different. Yeah. And uh, But what happened after the five years of not liking them, I got to know them. You know, mm-hmm. and I know, I know, I'm just a slow learner. I know I should have known them before that. But as I got to know them, I be, I grew an appreciation for our differences, how we can be the hands and feet and uh, of of Christ together. And so it was so interesting and ironic that God said, "Hey, this is who I'm sending with you," and it's perfect because we're very complementary in in our mission and mm-hmm. in our work and in wow. being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so when you can grow to love somebody in their differences. I think you are improving the way that you can love better. Yeah, I, I even see this play out with my kids. You totally. know, what? it's like yes, there is an immediate love when you have a child, but this will be really fun for you, Cheryl. But it's like as 
as your kids grow and you start to see personality and they start talking and you hear what's in their brain. Oh, yours are so funny too. I love my girls today more than I did a year ago. You know what I mean? It's like, it's as you get to know them, your love just expands, you know? And it's, it's, I think that works with people too. Like you said, it's, it's, it's hugely convicting to me. My personality is one that, I don't write people off, but it's like. For sure you do. I, yeah, okay, I for sure do. If, if, if I hit a roadblock, it's like, okay, move on. You know what I mean? But like this year has been a huge challenge for me of like, Mike, that's not that's not okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've I've got to step into their world to get a different perspective as to why they are who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when you hear people's stories, I love that one of the things I learned about being on the road is ask someone a question, mm-hmm. people want to share their story. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like I think in our seat sometimes we think people just want to hear from us. Right. But it's like it is so much more powerful if I spend time with someone that I don't know and say, who like who cares? What is your where are you from? Like what mm-hmm. what has made you who you are? And in them just sharing, it's like you both walk away better off, you know? Yeah. 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 What Cheryl, how does that play out in how you feel about yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I want to share this. Sometimes Pastor Kevin at uh-huh. Crosspoint, he... Pastor the pod. Everybody Pastor knows Kevin, him. Everybody, everybody loves Pastor him. Kevin. He said one time to our staff, the most important place that you can be on a Sunday is in the lobby with the people. Mm-hmm. It's not on the stage. It's not on a platform. And I think it's because you can ask people, hey, what's your story? How yeah. long have you been coming here? Um, are you new to Nashville? And it, 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 instead of going, oh, the congregation, now the congregation has stories. Yeah. And now the congregation has names and faces. And so when we lead worship, when we share scripture, we have faces and names in mind and yeah. stories that we are speaking life into. Um, and then you asked, you asked, how does it affect loving? How you feel about yourself, yeah. Oh, the, man. How you know yourself helps you love yourself. Oh, man. Um, I would say I had some really formative years, 2009 through 2013, um, where I dealt with a lot of shame for some just some past sin, and I felt like the only way I can move forward in my life is if I learned how to forgive myself. Mm. And I could not forgive myself without first accepting the forgiveness mm-hmm. from Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, wouldn't you know that the... the the first month that my husband and I started dating, he joked about something from my fe- from my past that immediately made me feel a lot of shame. And I said, oh, no, I have to tell him the truth right now, that if you don't love me for every bit of who I am, that includes my past, then there's really no future for us, yeah. which was really difficult in your first month of dating, <laughs> right, your, right, your right. future husband. Right. But I, I knew that I was going to be with someone that would accept me mm-hmm. because God accepted me, forgave my forgave me. I forgave myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's only until you realize you're not perfect, you forgive yourself, and you're literally walking with the grace of Jesus every day Mm -hmm. that you can love yourself in a healthy way. Like, hey, I'm going to mess up. I mean, I'm a new mom, but I had to talk to myself and go, girl, you're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. And so it's when I mess up, I'm okay. I'll break down a little, but I have to celebrate the wins too and give myself grace. And it's honestly only through the kindness of Jesus that I'm mm-hmm. able to love myself yeah. well. Yeah. And I think we're in a world where um, depression is a real thing and um, loneliness is a real thing, but it's through the love of Jesus that people can really be transformed to loving themselves, seeing they have value yeah. 
And it's not out of a place of entitlement or pride. It's a place of we're all hungry for it, mm-hmm. and God is able to um, to provide that fulfillment. So, yeah. yeah, he's he's changed my life, girl. Yeah, when and, I listened, guys, JP, when you said that you have to know someone to love them, I thought of all my teenage years and a surprising chunk of my 20s and maybe some of my 30s where I I think one of the biggest barriers to why I didn't love myself is what I didn't know about me mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. I wasn't, the ways I didn't know me. Yeah. And so the more, I, I, even as you said today, I kind of went like, oh, that's why this has gotten easier. Yeah. It's because I know myself better than I ever yeah. have. Yeah. And I'm, I work on being the healthiest version of me. Yeah. I make a lot of mistakes, but oh, that's why. Yeah. We, you, you mentioned depression. We are in the midst of an epidemic. So anxiety, yeah. depression, suicides, all of these things are up. And I wonder if it's because people feel less known. Uh-huh. And also, and, and, you know, we, you talk a lot about the Enneagram. Yeah. And so, the, you know, there's these tools out there that help us know who we are. But have you ever wondered about the obsession with the Enneagram? Really, what you're doing is you're reading something that says things about you that you already inherently know. A lot mm-hmm. of the times you're reading, it's like, oh, that's so true. That's mm-hmm. so true. But we love it. Because yeah. I think we love that self-exploration. We love to feel affirmed. We love to be known. There's something in us that desperately wants to be known. And I think when we don't feel that, when we don't have, when we don't feel known, mm-hmm. uh, I believe we it pushes us to isolation and despair. I think that's what's huh, happening that's is people more and more don't feel known. Mm-hmm. And it's also when you see something authentic, it's endearing. You want to move toward it. We right. want... Uh, to be near authenticity. Annie, this marks your life. I mean, yeah. you you are yeah, one of the nice. most authentic people I've ever met. And so I'm not surprised that people want to be near you and they enjoy listening to you and 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 love, you know, just being instructed by you because of that authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to practice that uh, as you know, especially as followers of Jesus, because uh, that that is who our God is. I mean, he he tells us what we need to know about him. He desires to be known as well. Mm-hmm. Mike, when you think about worship, how does worship play into how we can love not just God? The easy thing is, how do you love God better through worship? Right. But there's this other level of how worshiping corporately changes how you feel about others and yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and I, I said this before, it, it is the, it's the equalizer. You know what I mean? Like when we're, when we're worshiping, everyone, regardless of past regardless of status, regardless of all the things that society puts us in these different categories. It's like we are all on the same playing field when it comes to worship. And I mean, especially when I think about songs that we write, even just for our church, it's like when you sing choruses that say, as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. It's like we are literally... In, in a way, it's like these are the pathways to being known. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's like it, it, opening yourself up to who God is, what he says, not only about himself, but what he says about us and singing that over yourself. I do think it's kind of why I love um, 10,000 Reasons. It's like, bless the Lord on my soul. It's yeah. like that 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 scripture, just saying it. And it's sometimes I think, and I tell people this on Sundays all the time, whether you believe it or not, there is something about just telling your soul, like, bless, bless him. Yeah. I don't feel this, but I'm going to tell myself, tell my soul, bless the Lord. And it's yeah. like, there's power in the words that we sing. And so it's like, as we get together, and especially when it's unified, it's like a unified voice. I don't know. That's why worship to me is just, it is, um, yeah, it is, it is the... 
And personally, it is the thing that connects me the most mm-hmm. yeah. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is that it is that thing, regardless of how I feel when I step into it. Um, and most of the times, it's it's not like we don't always feel right. Yeah. Like we don't always feel the things, but it's like when you step into faith, saying, yeah. "Lord, I'm 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 walking in this. I'm singing these words." Like. Help, help, help my unbelief. Yeah, in this that's moment. it. Yeah. That's it. It's like it's powerful. The Lord shows up. Like, yeah, yeah. I love that when we get into get into worship. What does that look like for somebody? It's like, what does that mean to get into worship? I mean, as as simple as even turning on a worship playlist, mm-hmm. which I often do, and when my mind starts kind of Mm -hmm. circle in the drain, I will just turn on a worship playlist or worship song. And there's this kingdom alignment. Like Mm -hmm. my mind is in line with the Lord's. My heart is in line with the Lord's. And it helps me to go, whoa, I was thinking some unhealthy thoughts. And now I'm able to, to pursue the presence of God. And that's where the transformation happens, where I'm able to think about things that are actually true and healthy and lovely. It's, yeah, Mike, yeah. will you build us a like a playlist we can share, like a Love yes. Better yeah. Tour playlist? Let's 100%. go. I just wonder if they, I, I know that we have some friends that are listening that may not believe everything we believe, and yeah. and worship may seem really like something they've never, they've seen it on TV or they've gone before, but it's not something they've ever done. Ooh, right. let's do it. So I'd love to kind of give them the songs ahead of yes. time so that they can practice them and hear them. Yeah. But also the thing I would say to people who are listening is just come to hear Mike and Cheryl sing. Yes. I mean, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they, if nothing else, come be in a room with music by, sung by yeah. these two. It will be a joyful okay. noise. But, yeah, well, <laughs> let's go. Praying for health for but, the whole thing. That's right. That, I just think it. I, I love going to something where I know the songs that I'm going to be singing. Yeah. yeah, And so we'll just make that available to people so they can be prepped. You can yeah. still throw some surprises in there. Oh, yeah. Mike, the stage, are we, but... we going to do any Mike's chair throw? No, we are not. <laughs> we Sorry. should. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, I absolutely would love to not. Sing, <laughs> I would love to sing your latest radio single. <laughs> which what would, is it, Which Cheryl? would have been 2000. Uh, oceans. <laughs> Y'all sang Ta- the water, the water one. Yeah, but that, what's yes. it called? Let the waters rise. But that See? was old. Okay, well, I still like it when it comes on the radio. Okay. So. <laughs> Mike does too because like, it's yeah. still Please royalty. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. Thank you, Lord. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation today to tell you about our friends at Rothy's who are making this show today possible. Rothy's comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. And they launch new colors and patterns every few weeks and sell it constantly. So it's so fun to go on there and look anytime they come to your mind. Rothy's are seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. There's like zero break-in period in these shoes. And that really is a huge difference from some other shoes I have. They're the perfect flats for a life on the go. I absolutely love mine. They are so comfortable. I love getting to wash them. And I can wear them all day and never think about it. And that is not true with a lot of my flats I have. Rothy's own and operate their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. And they ship directly in their shoebox, so there's no unnecessary packaging, which I love. These are feel-good flats in more ways than one, you guys. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. So go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y.com slash sounds fun to get your new favorite flats. They're comfortable, stylish, and sustainable. And these are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today.
JP, let's talk about dating. Because here's what I'm hoping comes to this. <laughs> I was hoping a song Oh, we know. Oh, yeah, no. Here's what I'm hoping shows up. I hope our married friends show up because yeah. there's a lot to learn. We're going to talk about marriage and talk about being yeah. healthy and with who you live with. Yeah. But I hope my singlets show up too. Yeah, because we're hey, going to do, do weddings. Let's get the them connected. <gasps> yes. I want the dudes to show up because I want to do what some love spot. better weddings. Oh, if people meet at Love Better, will you do the wedding? I will. I'm, I'm giving we'll you We'll do the ceremony music. Right we got Whoa. you. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's good. It just happened. All right, ladies, you show up. <laughs> Gentlemen, you show up. Let's go. Tell me what. People need to know about dating. They don't know what people need to do, know about dating. I think I used the word epidemic earlier. <laughs> You're like, here's another epidemic. I, I, there dating. is there is an epidemic here. I mean, there, it really is. Like, here's what's crazy, Annie. We have more resources available to us in the history of the world. So we've got Tinder and Bumble and Swipe Right and all of these. We have we have personality tests to find out if we're compatible. We have we have places where you can go and and do uh, you know switch chairs and all kinds of resources, professional matchmakers, and yet we're not doing this. We're not pursuing dating mm-hmm. in a way that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys are not asking girls out. They're not mm-hmm. uh, taking those that courageous step just to say. Hi, how are you? Uh, would you like to go on a date with me? We're not using those words. <laughs> People are right. doing, you know, they were sliding into DMs and and. Hey, I don't hate a slide. Text. Hey! Yeah, no, it's, I'm just saying. But, but, but the reason it's all right if but, it's a start. But it's not the finish. That's, that's what right. I was about to say. That's the reason yeah, you don't hide, hate a slide is because it's something. And yep. I think, I mean, I think the bar Ooh, he's is like, low. like, because Annie, you desperate. No, no, it's not, it's not because no, you're desperate. Not. It's it's not because you're desperate at all because you're not. It, it's it's that we we need to go back to the fundamentals a little bit and just say, yeah. okay, like if it, it's, and it's fine. It's if you, if someone doesn't want marriage, fine, that's great. Like, I, I really believe that. I mean, you've heard, I won't say all the cheesy cliches right now. Jesus was single, Paul was single. But if if you want marriage, especially talking to my male friends, then pursue that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you're going to have to take a risk and put yourself in a vulnerable position as you pursue that, and that's okay because it develops character. Yeah, mm. that's right. It's okay to get rejected every now and again. It's it's more than okay to be rejected. It prepares yeah. you for life because yeah. life is a lot of rejection. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I just think it. I, I like that we're getting to build a place where single people can show up and we're going to really talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we are. Because I, we're going to, like, Cheryl, we're going to really talk about it. You and, I've been, I, it. We, you've been, you and I have been walking this life a long time. We have, Andy. and And so we're going to talk about you and Adam meeting, how that happened, how it worked, what wow. didn't work. Because I feel like when we met, y'all weren't even dating. No. we we You and I have known each other what will be 12 years. Yeah, that's We went that's to right. a, a coffee uh-huh. in, like, 2008. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But yes, I kissed a lot of frogs before I met my parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, seriously, it it took a long journey, and then, woo, God was faithful. Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. faithful. Yeah. Mike, what would you say to women who want to show up that are single? What 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 what, what do we got for them? What, what do you we got? got? Mike? <laughs> I don't feel I like, like I'm the qualified questions. person single, to talk to the single, single ladies, women. but you're raising two of them. Um, that's Ooh. true, <laughs> which is terrifying. <laughs> um, How many of yours are girls? Two. Okay. Yeah. You, See, I'll both you know, got two, it, it's, two singles. It's, wow. It's something that I mean, honestly, I just pray that I instill in my girls. Yeah. Is that rejection is okay, mm-hmm. and um, especially when your identity is not found. Or looked for in other people. Right. You know what I mean? When you can confidently walk away from a scenario, that doesn't mean it 
doesn't hurt. Yeah. But when you can step into, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's true identity, and we're we're all finding it. You know, mm-hmm. I think even in a marriage relationship, like we're still, I still have to learn that my identity does not come from my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she is not the one who is meant to be, you know, the carrier of who, what makes mm-hmm. Mike, you know? Mm-hmm. But she is Molly from Sunday Bakes. But she is <gasps> Molly from Sunday Bakes. And I will say this, Molly, Molly is really good. She is really good at affirmation, mm-hmm. which if, you know, if when you get to know me, that's like, that's how I feel loved. Mm-hmm. Because I think um, in a lot of ways, I, I don't feel seen in that way. And Molly is the best in that. Oh. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that same conversation when, when we were dating of like really hard conversations of like, you need to know what you're walking into, yeah. you know? And my story is different. Like, Molly is the only girl that I've kissed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was one of those I kiss dating goodbye people. But, like, I was, like... You just weren't kissing frogs. I just wasn't kissing frogs. <laughs> Someone should have helped a sister out. <laughs> and I was really... I, I, I felt called to be really intentional, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I didn't... I didn't date for fun. Like I, I, but I will say this: I also didn't date until I was in a place in my life yeah. where. Yeah, I don't remember I you dating until my, well, you didn't date. Until so no, good. I moved to yeah. Nashville, so and I was like, I know that I uh, music is like music was my passion. That's what I wanted to go after. I knew that, and it was okay to be selfish in that mm-hmm. season of my life, you know. And I think that as a single person, I will say that might be one of the biggest. Um, one of the biggest blessings if you can get to that point of like knowing what you want. And mm-hmm. I love that you said that. If marriage is what you want, then make the steps. And and that's for yourself. That's with other people. That's yep. like make the steps to get there. Yeah. But if you're if that's not what you want, right. Then it yeah, is. Yeah, because then a person that's confused about what I want. Yeah. You know? right. But, but, <laughs> right. And, but also don't believe it's going to solve your problems. Because right. right. like, I've never met anyone with marriage problems. Yeah. And I've done a lot of marriage counseling, but they were all single people problems that they brought into yes. marriage. Ah. Yeah. And I and, and marriage does teach oh, that's us. That's interesting, JP. Yeah. And, and and marriage does teach us something in, in Ephesians five, you know, submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. So that we do learn submission through marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But singleness talks us uh, teaches us about the sufficiency of Christ. Yeah. And so I do think you, you know there are there are discontent single people and there are discontent married people. Mm. Discontentment sits in both of those categories, oh, let's go. and you have to realize. That. I mean, just consider the divorce rate, and then consider the the undivorced rate, like meaning people who aren't happily married yeah. as well. And so it's it's really high. Yeah. There's a really high percentage of unhappily married people. And uh, and so, so they're I think, they're wow. listening to you. Yeah. Why should they come to love better? What do we why do they, even if they can say to themselves, okay, that's me, JP, like yeah. what, what does it help to get in a room with people? You mean married or single or both? Yeah, mostly unhappy married, but, yeah. but I bet they're, I mean, I know they're unhappy singles too. I, I think that's what we're going to talk about is how to do relationships better. Whatever yeah. category you're in, single, married, or trying to pursue God better, That that's why I love the title of this tour and the content of this tour. What we, you and I have talked about where we get a glimmer in our eye, the things mm-hmm. that we get excited about is to help people love better regardless of the life stage that you're in. Yeah. It may be for someone, to, you know, you talk about having kids, Mike, it may be, hey, we want to help you love your kids better. 
want to help you love your spouse better. We want to help you love your friends better. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the content of this tour. And it's I think everyone that shows up, when they leave, they're going to be like, man, that that really met right. a felt need. Yeah. I feel closer to God, and I feel how I feel like I know more how to wake up tomorrow and love those yeah. around me better. Yeah. yeah. I also I feel so. like you're not stuck. You know, like you're yeah, not hopeless. Good, like no matter what season you're in, the thing that I, I love about um, this tour is it's not just going to be a lot of um, like theory. I think there's <laughs> right? going to be some like practical steps that yeah. like if you feel stuck in the spot that your marriage is or your relationship with your friends or your kids or dating, it's like I think you're going to walk away feeling, okay, like – I actually have some practical things that I can put into place that's more than pray about it. Yeah. I think I'm saying this on the fly, so y'all can for sure correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) But I don't know if there's anything as dangerous as hopelessness. Mm, I can do. Because what I I have seen in my own life and in my friends' lives is that when you embrace hopelessness in the spot that you're in, that is when you start compromising. Totally. Mm -hmm. And that is when you stop being who you really want to be. Yeah, and so you watch. I, I watch some friends, and I'm I'm free. I'm fine to say that I haven't done that lately. So I'm telling you, I'm watching friends, and I'm going, "You're doing this because you're hopeless. Yeah, right. you're not doing this because this is what you want. That's right. You're doing this because you're hopeless. You're having that affair, or you're mm. messing around with yep. that guy, or you're eating like that, or you're yep. exercising like that. You, the behavior you are exemplifying." And how you're spending your money or how you're spending your time is telling me you're hopeless. That's right. And and I just think that that is. If the enemy can get people to swallow that pill, mm-hmm. that hopelessness is the is the way you'll stop hurting. Yeah, because that's it. The, the only reason we think hopelessness feels right is because it makes us stop hurting. You yeah. think? Yeah. yeah. You I think, think if I just didn't hope anymore? Yeah. Faith, hope, and love are tied together in in the spiritual realm, I believe. And so if you if you compromise your hope, then it's going to compromise your faith, and it's going to compromise your ability to love. Mm. And and I, any if you one compromise those... your hope, it's going to compromise your faith and your ability to love. That's, yeah. that's something. Good. Yeah. Quote. So what do we do about that? So how do you keep hope? Well, I think because there's got to be stuff, y'all. I mean, even I though you're wanna, married with kids, there's got to be stuff you want that you don't have. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to say all of our best content here, <laughs> but I think I think we're going to. Uh, I think we're going to give people hope. I think yeah. that's really going to be central to Gosh, the theme awesome? of what we're about to do. Man, that's that's it's to me. It's that's part of the community element. Yeah, is just showing up with people that are wanting the same thing. Yeah, and and with that, like. It's an automatic like hope, faith, love yeah. builder. It's yeah. like we are all here and we're all feeling some of the same things. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's that whole scene thing. Yeah. It's I feel seen. Yeah. The fact that the fact that I'm showing up with you, okay, like we see each other. Yeah, like everybody know? in this room yeah. is is thinking something deep yeah. in their soul yeah. about hope. May I yeah. share a quick story? Yes. Really quick. Okay, so uh, I was asked to, to share at my daughter's school. It was career day. And so it's like, you know, who's excited about the pastor being there? But I, I went to career day. And, uh, and and I started the presentation to her class. I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Do you guys know what that is? And there's this kid in the front row that's already been in trouble three times. And he's kind of, <laughs> he, he raises his hand. He's like, ooh, call on me, call on me, ooh. And I'm like, I really don't want to call on him. God, would you have somebody else? <laughs> and so I do. I say, yeah, what, you know, what do you think a pastor does? Uh, and he goes, you give people hope. Oh. 
Wow. And I was like, man, give this kid a prize. Yeah. You know, it was just like <laughs> yeah, game over. Like, that's exactly chest. right. And that's what we're going to do, I think. Yeah. We, as we travel and move from city to city, I think the four of us get to extend hope to yeah. others. That's yeah. really fun to think about. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, too, when I think about hope, hopelessness, what are you putting your hope in? Mm-hmm. Because if your hope is in the one who does not change, yeah. then your hope is steady. Yeah. Like I think about me on the daily, like the, just the daily grind, the daily struggle, what is my hope in for that day? Mm-hmm. And if it's in an unchanging God who loves me for who I am, there's this there's this hope that kind of bundles up within mm-hmm. me and helps me to get throughout the day. And so, yeah, Pastor JP, like remind people you give them hope, mm-hmm. but I hope that on this tour we can re reestablish those that maybe have gone from hopeful to hopeless yeah. and, and reestablish that, hey, your hope is unchanging. Yeah. Or we can we can help people discover who've never discovered this established hope of Jesus Christ, that we can point them to it and go, you've put your hope in all these other things that don't fulfill you Mm -hmm. and leave you feeling desperate and leave you feeling hopeless. Mm -hmm. But there is an unchanging God who can fill up that hope cup every single day, every single moment, every single brokenness. I mean, in scripture, it says, do not grieve like the rest of the world who have no hope because we have this hope. It's that depth I was talking about. It's so encouraging. Sorry, but it's so encouraging. It's so encouraging that, okay, the world tells me that I am desperate. The world tells me I don't have enough. The world tells me that I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. But when we have a hope in Jesus, it is we are able to go above. We are able to to literally just keep our eyes above yeah. to get yeah. through the hard times because we have a hope. We may not have the finances to pay our bills. We may not have the man or the spouse that we want, the job that we want. Our our dreams have been shattered. We're 10 years down the road from where we thought we would be, but our hope is unchanged. Mm-hmm. And that is that's that's all that matters. That's the game changer. That's what gets me through the day. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this show because before we go on tour is because beside the people who do the BFF experience with us in every city will get to meet us and be front face to face and hug us and all that business. Oh, I love that. But yeah, <laughs> but the rest of them, they will be, there'll be a stage between us and them. But I'm like, no, but when you hear Cheryl sing about hope, Living this is hope. what you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, like this is what you know about her. And when you hear Mike leading, mm. this is what you can actually know about Mike and his family. Like, yeah. I feel like this show is kind of gives everybody a chance to like hear who we really are so that from stage they believe us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of always my thing is, do you know, to the listener and to my friends out there, I'm like, y'all know me enough by now right? Yeah. that you know that I don't have everything I want and that, but that I am full of hope. Let's go. But not yes. that I'm going to get everything I want. I'm just right. full of hope that this is the life God has for me and that he is good even when you don't have everything you want. Yeah. And we have to hold both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Annie. Um, okay, the other, one of my other favorite things about this, and Cheryl, you just got to go and do this, is we get to go out on the road with compassion, releasing kids from poverty in the name of Jesus. Yes. You go. just met your sponsor kid, we right? Did. Yes. What was it like? So, um, gosh, we we sponsored this little girl named Naomi from Kenya. Wow. Um, I was in college maybe yeah. eight years ago. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, man, that'd be so cool to meet our sponsor kid one day. It'd yeah. be so cool. Then I got married. And then, obviously, my brought my husband into it. We've been writing her letters for seven, eight years. And um, turns out that our church, Crosspoint, goes to Kenya, um, and we partner with a different organization. But Adam and I were like, let's extend our trip, just oh, the two wow. of us, partner with Compassion, and do a day visit in her village, not bring her to us, but let's yeah. go into her community. Yeah. And so 
literally it was like a dream come true. Was she so stoked when y'all got there? Well, let me be honest. I mean, we, she's 12 years old now. Okay. Um, it was incredible to go to kind of her, her school center. Yeah. And the, the principal there um, yeah. was like, these are the, these are the things that you have been able to provide through your giving, through your gifts. And they're yeah. literally y'all, there was like, a, we gave them a cow one Christmas. <laughs> wow. We gave them goats and chickens. I'm like, we gave somebody a cow. Yeah, Hold on. I'm like, what? We don't have a farm. Um, but it's amazing what your what little money can do in places yeah. that are in poverty. Yeah. And um, and so we were like, okay, okay, compassion. This is legit. This is legit. But when she looked at my husband, who is a a thirty year old, thirty one year old man who's trying to connect with a twelve year old little girl who's very meek, uh-huh. she looked at him and said the names of our dogs. She goes <gasps> moose and waffle. Oh, <laughs> she hadn't said an English word yet, Game over. but she knew the names of our dogs because she read our letters. She yeah. saw our pictures and that was game over. My husband was like, you want to see pictures, you know? <laughs> and so that really was the connecting spot where things yeah. changed and compassion is making a difference. And we, you cannot sponsor enough children. Yeah. You cannot go visit. You cannot write enough because it is changing not only Naomi's life, but we were there with her eight brothers and sisters. We met um, the entire village. We met the school, seeing the smiles on the kids' faces who aren't sponsored yet. And they were like, wow, you're real. They didn't know English very well, but I think um, we were told we were the only sponsors to have ever visited this community. So the hope that that even brought them, I wasn't worthy of. I mean, we were just like, we just wanted to meet Naomi. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it, wow, what a difference. I mean, it's kingdom work and we get to be a part of it. And Mm. it's like, you know, a certain amount of money a month. Right. $38 a month. Yeah. 38 a month and then you can give a gift for a birthday or Christmas or just because you can buy yeah. somebody a cow. Yeah. I mean, that provides food and money for their family mm-hmm. and encouragement and hope to the whole village. Yeah. So And talk about loving changing. other people well. Whew. I mean, mm-hmm. this is how we get to love somebody better. Yes. Is we're going to get to help a lot of families and a lot of kids. If you ever get asked, what's the coolest present you've ever given somebody? You'd be like, a, a cow. cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I gave my it. friend in Kenya a cow. A cow, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm so stoked. I'm so grateful that Compassion's letting us do this. And yeah. I just think any chance we get, y'all know how I feel about my mini BFFs having kids in my life. I just think, let's let's have some kids getting taken care of. Yes. Um, and while we're out there doing Doing the doing the work of the Lord. I mean, it right? is. Well, Come on, let's go. Um, okay. Well, anything I forgot to talk about that we need to talk about? Come and see us on tour. Yeah. Right. Anything? I would say it's hard to stop this group of four from talking. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to just hold back <laughs> most of the time. You That's know, exactly when right. I hear my name, I'll answer. But okay, good. We're good. Well, I'm about to do that then because the last thing we always ask on the show, and you dudes are gonna have to give a different answer than your first one. Cheryl, Ooh. it's your first run. We'll start with you, JP, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what you do for fun. Uh, travel, anything near some water. Okay. Uh, love the beach. Okay. Uh, like the mountains. So people always give you that dichotomy, or you uh-huh. beach or mountains, but but I'm I'm a both, but I really like the beach. So. Okay, travel guy. Okay, Cheryl, what do I do for fun? Um, if I, I love to plan vacations, I know that for me is super fun. When's my next trip? When's our next trip? And being pregnant for nine months and then having a baby for a little while, seven. I haven't been able to go on <laughs> a vacation seven, seven. or a big trip. <laughs> yeah. And so literally with my husband the other night, I was like, so can we talk about 2020 and what trips we're going to go on? <laughs> that for me, just the planning part I'll take you to eight fun. cities. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. I love better to it. We literally just had the same conversation. Yes. I was like, really? hey, I just, I think we just need something on the calendar 
calendar at all yes. times. It's okay if it's far away. I just need to see Something it on the calendar forward, yeah. so I can totally. look forward to it. Yeah, I, lo- I love planning them, but I love spontaneity too. Whatever we do that nobody thought oh, of, let's man. go. Spontaneity. That's I, what I do yeah. for fun. I'm yeah. telling you, this, the smell of sevens up in here is oh. so strong. <laughs> it stinks, actually. <laughs> it stinks. It's real stinky. It was Mike, sevens. What, do you, what would you do for fun? What, what do you do for fun? Um, well, currently, just because I'm... I've been on this like little diet thing for a minute. Uh-huh. Just yeah, e- my- eating eating good food in general sounds really fun. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. Molly and I like we're we're weird. Like we love we love doing stuff to our house. Yeah, you do. A lot of people that. don't know this, but like I actually like built our house. Come on. Woo! And um, so we just we're. we're <laughs> We like, I wish I could build again, honestly. Like, yeah. I'm ready to, it's been three years. It's yeah. like, let's do something else. So instead, we just find something to do something different to. That y'all did the most extravagant project recently. Did you do sh- shiplap? No, you put, hung things up in the dining room? In the window, right? Yeah, you did windows. Yeah, the windows oh, in the kitchen. That's oh, yeah. it. And then they like change out their handles on all their drawers. I'm like, y'all got. Yeah, this is how you love using your time. All right. Yeah. That sounds it's fun to you. It's fun. It's, it, it is. It's really fun, fun to us. Mike, right, if you friends. want to build me a house, I'll let you. I'll yeah. Oh, sure. There you go. Um, y'all, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> yes, we are going to have a great time. I'm Woo! so stoked. Can't I'm already having a great time. I know. That's right. <laughs> and we get to invite people into our great time. I know. That's yes, right. That's right. On. We're going to share. And these four don't quit talking. Sounds like the tour is going to be a ton of fun. If you haven't gotten your tickets for it yet, head to CompassionLive.com and make sure you follow Mike, Cheryl, and JP on all the social media places, especially as the tour gets closer. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, I know Annie usually tells you how to find her here, Annie F. Downs. And today, the F, yep, it stands for flu. So she is going to get a few more days of rest, but we will see you back here on Thursday with another incredible conversation, this time between Annie and the guy making that music you hear and love in the background, Torin Wells. I think that's it for us today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. Stay away from anyone that has the flu, and hopefully Annie will be doing the same soon, too. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday.